to Scripted. I'm Lois. I'm Grace. And we are going to be writing a play. This is our first episode. I am so excited. This is just so cool. Woo! So am I. Although I don't really know what we're going to do yet. Yeah, I guess. Um, well, when we set up our social media accounts, we got quite a few questions. Questions. We could start just kind of thinking, could talk about our lives. I was talking to my aunt on the phone and she said it'd be really cool to get our perspective on all the craziness that is 2020. Oh, yes. So I'm going to try to remember some of the questions that we got. So I, I guess think we can start with that. I can get them. I think oh. I can get some questions here. Ooh, okay. Just so wait for it to load. We'll start with those then. Um. That should be interesting because that could that could spark some, you know, imagination. And I guess depending on our audience and what you guys want to do, and if everyone gets a bit bigger, then um, you can send in requests for ideas of what you want to be put into the thing, the thing, the play. <laughs> there is a feature on Anchor where we can add in your voice recordings. So maybe later we'll try to get that set up. Maybe at the end of the podcast we'll like decide whether or not we want voice recordings in. And yeah, because then we can literally listen to you guys saying what you want. Like, oh yeah, I listen to a podcast. Uh, so the Try Guys do a podcast, and their wives always do also do a podcast, and they get them to send in, um, like voice recordings, and it's really fun. And they ask questions and things. I just like that idea. Yeah. So, um, because, hello, listeners, this is so weird talking to, like, people who are going to be listening. You know, probably at the start, it's probably going to be friends and family, but that's still weird. So we were thinking later on, because we are very, very, very much so beginners, that we're recording on, like, laptops and computers that later if we wanted to get bigger or if we do get bigger we might start up a patreon so we can afford better microphones or like um marketing yeah, a microphone weird like i didn't know that you could tailor it to how you wanted it to be like which post you wanted to market and what group you want and it's something crazy like um you select people who are interested in certain stuff and then based on that they tell you the maximum amount of people who you can reach and then you put in a price range and it's something like for six pounds over six days you can reach about 7k people whereas if you pay £6,600, we could reach up to 9 million people. So, you know, this sounds like one of those charity things. It's like, if you fund us for £1 a month, we will reach more people, I guess. But yeah, so we're thinking of maybe doing, like, um, kind of different tiers. Like, depending on how much <laughs> how much of your money you give us. Um, we'll we put back. Well, not literally. What? What? We won't literally be paying people back for paying us. Yeah, no, that that like metaphorically, wholesomely paid back. You know, like you never know. Maybe you'll get a character in our play. Yeah, 
exactly that that could be good payback when so like our aim is i think when we have you know written the play and if it's really good we want to sell it to the bbc because if you're listening from the us we're from the uk if you can tell i don't know if we have any us (laughs) so that's pretty cool but so we wanted to sell it to the bbc you could be a key character in one of the most pivotal plays of the century I mean, dream big. Yeah, written by two fifteen-year-old girls in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, I've got, I've got a question. Oh, okay. Fire away. What are your writing styles? How do you find the writing process? Yes, this was from my cousin, and if you're listening, thank you so much. This is like one of the only coherent questions that we got. So thank you, thank you very much. writing styles I guess personally when I write I just get kind of struck by tiny bits of like inspiration at the weirdest times last night I was feeling really ill and I'd say it was about two in the morning and I just woke up and I was like oh my god I need to write a poem and I wrote a poem about my feet (laughs) four pages long and so I guess my writing style is like if um I always have like a notebook with me or something that I can write down on and whenever I get struck with an idea or even like a whole scene or a sentence I want to put in I write it down and then I'll try kind of sit down and channel (laughs) all my energy and then try put those little ideas that I've written down in but that that's just me um what about you Grace uh well I wrote a book it's not a very good book I wrote a book and what I used to do every evening I used to sit down and I used to write in it and some things my I mean my spelling's pretty bad but you know don't worry about spelling whipped his tears was definitely <laughs> yeah fine but like I like to get inspiration from things around me like sometimes it'll be a bit difficult because you're in lockdown you didn't have a lot to look at so you had to get inspiration from your like family and your friends Another like from books, yeah, you know, just like a little idea that you liked. Definitely symbolism. Symbolism always a good one. Oh man, I have been taking so much from. There's this book that I love called The Song of Achilles, and I've read it probably about four times now, and it is so heartbreaking. But I could quote the whole book pretty much start to finish. And we were in English today and she was like, okay, um, write one quote that describes Romeo. And all I could think of was quotes from this book. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, remember this one book that isn't relevant to anything that I've read four times yet. I cannot remember um, my actual GCSE work. But, you know, it, it's always good to take inspiration from books and stuff because, you know, if I'm famous or whatever in the future then I can take inspiration from that I guess and not my actual GCSEs but you know I yeah it's difficult really it is it depends when you do it yeah exactly because like I always find that I'm the most inspired when I'm like either having a shower or something and you're just kind of and you're just like huh you know I'm just going to rewrite the whole political system in the UK or if you're supposed to be asleep or 
So if I'm in a lesson and I'm in like maths or something and I'm supposed to be studying the sign rule and I'm just like, you know, that would be a really good idea for a poem or something. One of the most difficult things to come up with is names. Yes. I I got a name from someone's middle name in one of my classes once. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was, you know. My name's in it. which I'm very proud of. Well, yeah, because I let you you create a character and I let someone else create a character and you chose your own name. I love it. Yes. <laughs> but it's hard choosing a name because you don't want to put someone's, unless you've literally asked their permission, you don't want to put someone's name in and their character isn't nice or, like, if their character does something that you, they wouldn't want them to do. Or yeah. as, like, someone that you don't really know and you steal their name. And you just feel really bad the whole time. You're like, wow, I've never talked to you before. And yet here you are, killing my protagonist. <laughs> your books must be really short if you just kill off your protagonist every 10 seconds or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say, because I get, a, when I have like writer's block and stuff, I get a lot of inspiration from Pinterest. And that place is dark for writing tips. It I'm is. Like, right, I, I need, I need, Something to spice up my book. I'm in the second chapter. I don't know where I'm going with this. And then kill the protagonist. Kill them. Kill them. And then, no. I have some things that I kind of got onto this little thing. And it's like things like powers. And there were so many like light bending powers. You know, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I was reading this thing the other day about. Someone got really, really pressed about the accuracy of characters losing blood. And I was like, that is a very interesting thing. So you have five liters of blood in your body, right? And I think the least you can survive with is three. And they were like, oh, I hate it when people in books are like, he was losing four liters of blood. His, the world was spinning in front of him, and yet he still carried on. It's like, no, you would be dead then. So now I know how many liters of blood you can survive with and the effects of each. So, so yeah. So if I ever need to write a really gory, gruesome scene in my book, at least it can be accurate. <laughs> I remember, I think, looking up, like, terrorist attacks in a certain place so that I could relate my story to it. Oh, yeah. I remember asking you about that because I wanted to write the film. <laughs> yeah. Now, how old is he? Okay, so that, so that would mean that was that. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no, that fits up really well. Uh, yeah. Okay, I've got another question. Ooh, okay. Um, wait, let me find it. How did you come up with the idea? So... From my I? perspective, well, Grace, you should go because you came up. You came up with the the whole idea. Well, my I made a podcast. I made one episode of a podcast when I was in lockdown, and I said about my life. And you know, I just didn't make another one because my life wasn't very interesting in lockdown. But I liked the idea of making a podcast, and my dad kept going, "Well, if you like the idea of making one, why don't you make one?" So I I was just like, "Yeah, okay," but I was like, "I don't want to sit in a room by myself," so I got Lois to do it. And then I was, we were thinking of things we could do. I had this idea where we explore like 
uh, crime each week and come up with theories. Yeah. And then I was lying in bed and I thought, what about we try to write a play on a podcast? But explaining that to people is really confusing, especially with yeah. the name, yeah. scripted. Oh, people are like, so you're reading the script? And I'm like, no, we're making the script. Yeah. <laughs> I love it's- it was it was very interesting starting it because I remember we were coming back from St Ives our holiday our kind of mini mini holiday this year which was really great and I was really bored in the back of the car because it was a six and a half hour journey and I opened up um this great podcast teenager therapy on Spotify they're they're amazing they're just great I love it and I was like, oh, it'd be really cool if I could set up my own podcast. We could just talk and stuff. And, you know, I kind of thought about it and then just forgot. And then about, what, a month later, I just get this message from Grace going like, hey, do you want to start a podcast? And I was like, yeah, okay. So, yeah, and, and now we're here. We did all our little research, found Anchor, which is just, like, the coolest app, I think, ever. Oh yeah, because we were stressing about how we were going to record it remotely, because yeah. it would take ages to edit together our things on Zoom, and we don't really have any editing skills. Mm. And Colette just does it for us, so it's so cool. Free you promotion, know? or whatever it is. Yeah, you, it's like there aren't any premium features either, which I love about an app because it's so annoying when you think you've got everything and it's like, yeah, you can't use this. You have to pay like thirty pounds a month. Why would you do that? But it's just like you literally go into the recordings and you swipe along. And it just tells you, like, this is where you put in musical interludes. This is where you can have a song to play you out. This is where you edit. And kind of like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Literally, our trailer took us, like, what, 10 minutes to make or something? Yeah. We recorded it, put music, just released it. It was just done. It would have taken a lot shorter if we weren't laughing so much. Oh, yeah. Another friend of ours was in the room, and we had to put a blanket over their head. Because they were making us laugh so much. <laughs> you know what's a good thing to talk about? What podcast do you listen to? What podcast do I listen to? Um, well, Teenager Therapy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I started listening to that a lot. Because it's just great. They just ramble. And I'm like, I love it. <laughs> um, I occasionally listen to the Try Guys. I tend to listen to the Try Guys when I'm with Grace. Definitely. <laughs> That's just the thing. It tends there were just a few instances where I ended up in the back of her car listening to the Try Guys through I like their podcast. It's really funny. It is great. It's really good. And then there's this one done by the BBC called um James Beach's Contractual Obligation. And it's great. He does all this kind of not really techie stuff but he picks a subject and then he'll just go on about it in a really cool way for half an hour but it's like it's happening in real time and it's like his little thoughts in there are really cool like introductions and interludes and he's talking to his editor and like the head of the bbc like he did one on animal crossing it was really really good the whole time he was just saying like i'm supposed to be reading proust or something and ended up using the five novels of Proust to prop up his Nintendo Switch to play Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's great. He, oh, that's my computer. He, um, he does, he's just like, he did stuff about the dark web, mindfulness, Animal Crossing, of course, just literally anything. 
any random topic he talks about it it's great what about yours i listen to the tripod and i listen to their wise one you can sit with us that one's really nice it's really calming they just talk about things i listen to you know the people of buzzfeed unsolved yes yeah (laughs) they started a new channel called watcher and they're with Stephen lim and he's off another thing on buzzfeed and they don't do one called here's what you do and they do like three problems a week and they try to answer people's problems which i like and then what else do i listen to i listen to some of the you know the bbc's big finish ones oh yeah i've listened to a couple of them Ooh. i don't know and then ned and ariel's one baby steps and they talk about their like their baby I know. I that's that's all I listen to. Basically, it's all like Try Guys related. I do like the Try Guys. Wait, am I being really stupid? Because I always thought they were, and then for some reason, I thought they weren't. The Try Guys are like Buzzfeed related. They were, and then they left, and now they've had their own channel for like three or four years. I don't know. Oh wow, that was quite a few years. Because for some reason, I thought like I recognised them from Buzzfeed, and I just, and then I was like, they don't really do much Buzzfeed, like. Like, you know, usually it's, like, Casey from BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed Unsolved and stuff, and it wasn't, like, BuzzFeed The Try Guys. They left in 2018, though, so not that long ago. Oh, my God. Oh, well. Okay. I'm a bit behind then. Yeah. Any other questions? We've got a few weird ones. Not weird. Lots of ones about football, which, to be honest, I don't... No offence, I don't care about football very much. I find football so boring and i know i'm gonna get slaughtered for that but it's just i mean it's like hi i'm me and 10 other of my friends are gonna kick a ball into your net while you and 10 other of your friends try to stop me for 90 minutes (laughs) i think it lasts for quite a long time yeah i mean i'm like my brother's obsessed and like it's fine i get it but oh my god i just why it's so repetitive different teams and slightly different people and like he has every player memorized in every position their numbers their teams how <laughs> one of the ones that we did get that i was surprised we got yeah. the one about do you think a man should be the leader of the females rights compa- campaign campaign yeah i think uh that was definitely probably targeted at me because if you know me personally, you know I am a very, very opinionated person. Mm-hmm. I myself would call myself woke. <laughs> Other people, not so much. They're just like, she, she just, no. <laughs> so, here we go. I'm going to try not to rant because when I get onto this kind of thing, I just cannot stop. So, yeah. so it depends because usually... If you're talking about, well, if you're talking about feminism, feminism isn't all about women. It's mainly about women, you know, I guess, because we're half the population and very heavily oppressed in many ways. So I guess it focuses a lot of its energy on women's rights. But it's also not about women. Okay, sorry. If if anyone can hear my mum shouting, I (laughs) apologise. That's okay. But, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, 
because there are definitely aspects of feminism that take in men and people of all genders. Everyone is affected and helped by feminism because it's about equality for absolutely everyone. And it's about making sure that everybody has the same good rights as everyone. And I guess if you had a man leading a female rights campaign, um, it depends where he stands, because it could be a female rights campaign against female rights. It could be against, um, in the US, there is a lot against reproductive rights, which tend to be very, very heavily led by men, which is atrocious, because it's about a woman's body. Yeah. But um, I guess if it's for a positive cause, like equal pay, equal reproductive rights, Gender Equality Act, that kind of thing, it's always good to have male support. And it's great that men are supporting it because they should be, you know? It should be just a thing that you have equality. But it's, I guess, the people who would know a female rights campaign best is the female. You shouldn't take that opportunity away from them to talk about themselves because if you're talking about reproductive rights, no one's going to know a female body better than a female. I mean, not, not all females have like reproductive or- organs, not people with reproductive organs. Female reproductive organs are females, if you get what I mean. But, you know, I guess if you're talking about abortions and you're probably pro-abortion, it probably should be coming from a woman because yeah. they're the use. I mean, this seems very generalised because in this, I am not really taking into account trans people and non-binary people, of course, are valid, and of course, I include in this. But just generally, I'm talking about the majority of... You know, you get what I mean. Like, female representing people or those with previously female features. Yeah get what I'm yeah so so that that's my take on it essentially I'm sorry if that was confusing and really long but yeah yeah it kind of depends on what they're talking about I think yeah it's 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 a difficult one that one it is very difficult because it can be a very sensitive subject like what's blowing up with JK Rowling I'm not gonna go into detail on this because um personally it's created some very big divides not like heavily affecting but it has brought to light some things but it's um you know yeah uh, people not I guess older generations who haven't experienced as much stuff to do with agenda as our generation may have do have quite a big problem talking such as JK Rowling talking about women as not just people who were born women or you know because it was JK Rowling I think talking about women being boiled down people who menstruate which I believe the correct term because not all people who menstruate are women and not women menstruate not even because of say if they are a trans woman you know, you might physically not be able to menstruate because you're sterile or something, you know? So it's just generally talking about people who bleed (laughs) at a certain time of, you know? Okay, 
yeah, I should probably stop there before I get really invested. <laughs> Let me see. I don't know if we've really got any other good questions. Yeah, there's a lot of... I think there was <laughs> there were a few things about Trump. My brother... Oh, I don't know if I... I'm not going to reveal his name, clearly. But my brother was about, you know, you should rant about Trump and how disgusting he is. And so, yes, thank you. Essentially, Trump's disgusting. We do not support him in this podcast. I know everyone mm-hmm. is entitled to their own political views and stuff, so long as they're informed. Mm-hmm. But oh my god. <laughs> we don't support him here. We do not support Trump here. Um, if you are in the US, register to vote. I know a lot of um uh what do you call it, celebrities are giving resources for you to register to vote so make sure whatever you search how you can register to vote and register vote register where you stand vote the orange out (laughs) if that's your thing but yeah yeah that's where we stand on that yeah your your brother was very he was very yeah he was quite heavy-handed about that did we get any others I don't know. I'm having. I'll try and have a look. There were loads about football. I don't care about football. <laughs> I'm just like, what? What do you think about what? Like Southampton or something? It's like, I only realised they were a Premier League team six months ago. <laughs> I, we've got we've got a, a little cute one from one of our friends, and they said me, and they say, oh wait, no, I thought it said he wants to hear it, which which is, is nice. <laughs> I didn't make that very clear, but I forgot. I posted it on my personal story and then realised, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't do that, and then reposted it, and I think that confused. Did you get any of your personal story, do you know? Um, they, they were all about football or Trump. <laughs> yeah. No, the thing we're aiming for, but... Oh, there is one thing I know about football, which was the, dare I say, shocking match uh a few days ago which was crystal palace versus oh i'm gonna say man united and it's gonna be man city i can never get through that. one of them one of them and crystal palace a very low league team who my brother supports which is cool but why um beat them uh i think like three one two one or something but they beat and I was like, ooh, ooh, okay. Scandalous. My brother was over the moon. But, you know. You know, the only football team I know my family supports, and this is my mum's side of the family, is Bristol City. Is that what they call themselves? Bristol City? Because they're all from Bristol. Oh, nice. I don't know anything about Bristol City. Well, obviously I know about Bristol, but I don't know anything about the football. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly don't know, like, not, well, none of my family support football teams. We are a very heavily non-sporty family. And then there's my brother, who's just crazy about sport and everything, crazy about football. And we have no ties to CPFC at all. Never heard of them before. And suddenly one day my brother's like, yeah, I support Crystal Palace. And that's been going on for about four years now. So... I know we have a friend, or let's call them Harry, let's call them Harry, 
Yeah, okay. And Harry's dad really yeah. likes to uh, watch the football. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I and I just, and that's never happened in my family. I just wonder what that would be like. Being like, you can't use the TV, I'm watching the football. Yeah, that, that what, that's what happens with my brother. He makes sure in the morning he will get up half an hour early just so he can go downstairs and bag through the TV to watch football. And it's constantly, you'll look over his shoulder when he's on his phone, he's watching football, he's on his PS4, he's playing FIFA, and it's like, oh my god, don't you get bored? Yeah. And like, he's only to one football match. I'm not going to lie, it was pretty cool. We went to the um, Crystal Palace Stadium, and it was probably the most low-profile match of the Premier League last year. It was Crystal Palace versus Huddersfield, which made some divisions in the family because my mum is from Huddersfield and doesn't support any football teams but if she would it would be that one yeah so we went and it was really cool actually you know everyone was really hyped there was this guy with drums there were cheerleaders they flew the eagle they had like mascots halftime stuff terrible food which was amazing and just it seemed really cool but the game bit itself, <laughs> I was just not interested in. So I was like, you know, paying attention for all the pre-match, post-match, half-time stuff during the match. I was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> my um, my dog's like come in. The ball around the field. My dog's come in. She's uh, yeah. trying to get my attention. So oh, if you can hear her click clacking, that's her. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, we got a um, new kitten uh, spayed today. I don't oh. know if it's spayed for males as well. Yeah, I think so. Because I was calling it castrated. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm really funny. It's castrated. Uh-huh. But yeah, but as as we call it, because he got a microchip. And the joke was he's getting chipped and snipped. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So he was at the vets this morning and apparently went really well because he's a really cuddly cat. The only thing he didn't like was being in the car. Oh, but our cat doesn't like being in the car. Oh, he, um, he thought he was going to be in overnight and he wasn't. He was picked up at two this afternoon and he's very cuddly. Oh, does he have a bigger shaved patch? He doesn't actually. They were pretty good about it because we went to uh actually no, I can't really disclose where we went to, but yeah, that's fine. But he just has a tiny little shaved patch on his forearm where they put the drip in. And then you can hardly see anything else. It's just Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's just good. Yeah. So that that was an interesting experience. But now we can let him out the house again. Because <laughs> last week no, not last week, a few weeks ago, we decided to let him out the house for the first time because he'd been with us for three weeks. And he was like, okay, you know where you live. And my mum let him out at about nine in the morning and he didn't return all day. Me and my brother got home from school and uh, we went out to look for him and we found his mum, who he left with, but not him. Oh. So we told him, he started freaking out. And he finally came back at like 10 in the evening and we haven't let him out since. And I'm like, but cats are supposed to wander. But my mum treats him like a third child. <laughs> He's the most precious loved being in the family. So now I've got a microchip. 
he can go where he wants. But my yeah, mum and my brother, they and my sister actually, they're always worried about a cat if he doesn't come back for tea. Oh no, we need to go search for him. Mm, at first, I was like, oh no, but eventually you get used to it. Yeah, like, when we were keeping our cat in in the first two weeks, my dad accidentally let him out, and we had to get a like cat trap from the RSPCA. To cover and oh catch him, God. and people kept bringing us random cats. And one time, someone brought us a cat that wasn't ours. Like they were just on the street, oh. and they picked up this cat, and it hid behind our freezer, and we couldn't get it out for ages. We had to get oh. out the next morning. <laughs> I love that. Cats are the best. Hmm. So, what are we thinking of? So, maybe. So we've hit the half hour mark. I think we still have a bit of chat left. Do you think we should start coming up with some ideas for the play? Or at least maybe if we come up with the... Oh, you know what? Okay, I'm, my mind is going like a mile a minute. I don't know if that's very fast, but you know. Uh-huh. Like a second, maybe. That's better. But I got these little kind of dice thing ages ago when I was younger, if I can find them. Um, I use them all the time. And there are like nine dice and you roll them and it gives you a few pictures to make a story out of. And if I could find them, those could be useful well, in we the could, future. We could try them out maybe like next episode. Yeah, exactly. To like make a scene or something. I can't find them at the moment. <laughs> but, you know. I, I had like some type of idea. I really like okay. trying something like with a supernatural or something. You know, we just like. Sorry, I missed that because my bed's really creaky and I'm sitting on my bed. You know, like the supernatural, like Ooh, yeah, that's cool. like mermaids and things. And there's this particular monster, supernatural yeah. being thing that I found that I thought was really cool, but I can't remember what it was. And I wanted to write something with that in, but I just never had an idea for that. So I think we could do something with that. That would be cool. That I don't would be. Really- yeah. You got any ideas? So, I don't know. I guess, okay, here is a very, it will become a very cliche idea. I'm not sure if it's cliche yet, but I know it will. Uh-huh. Is that, I think that supernatural thing in, but um, when I was talking to my aunt the other day, she, she said it'd be good to talk about coronavirus and all the disasters that have been happening from your perspective because our age tends to get overlooked a bit when they're talking about it because they're talking about young kids and the elderly and adults of course but teenagers they just kind of get like eh whatever (laughs) um so it would be cool if we could maybe talk oh okay here's an idea so we could talk about mixing the mundane with the supernatural and it could be like this person or whoever or a few characters who have supernatural powers and how they cope in lockdown. Say how maybe they have like a second identity during when, when lockdown wasn't happening and they go out and maybe crime fighting, I don't know, or something. And um, But during lockdown, they can't do that. And maybe it could be like how they cope. We could bring in um, elements of mental health. Could also be a comedy, though, at the same time. Because it's like putting a cliche in another cliche to make it a really weird setting you know i found this writing prompt and i think you can still keep the supernatural and it's about how when you turn 18 you don't age until you find your soulmate 
And then Ooh. I had, and then I saw this other idea underneath, and it was like, what if there's this man who's been killing all his soulmates since like the First World War? So he, yeah. so he's immortal or something. And I thought that was a really cool idea. That it could be a really cool idea. I think you can still make that quite funny as well, though. It could. It can be like. Because you can have quite short scenes. You know when you get into a TV program and they're doing like a comedic kind of short thing where they're all like, oh, say an instance happened and they're like, oh, it never happened. And then they show like five scenes of it happening or something. It could be like that because we could introduce him and have, say, the killing happen three times over three different periods. And then suddenly it just comes like, meet person, next, next, next. Like, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Maybe I'm gonna. Sorry, this is gonna be a weird thing that I keep on bringing up. But um, you know, maybe he could. So he becomes. Oh, he could have like a thirst for killing. You know, he could become this kind of monster man who is like fueled only by the ability to kill his like lovers, soulmates, or whatever. And then it hits lockdown and he can't go out and he's like, great. Because maybe, you know, he's this notorious killing monster, but it's still very concerned for his health. So it doesn't go out. And then... He goes to the shops and he starts aging. And uh, maybe it's at the panic buying stage, which feels so long away. And he's fighting over the last thing of toilet roll with someone. And then he's like, whoa. Uh, or, like, a grey hair appears or something as he's fighting. He's like, oh, my God, I found my new soulmate. But he never sees them again or can't see them again. And they keep on bumping into each other on weird occasions. And it's like, huh? And, you know? Yeah, I just don't know if that would be too confusing. Yeah, uh, that's the point. Because it's going to be a play. It needs to be kind of long. And I guess this could happen... I don't know. It's just it's just an idea. And this is just the start. The start of a very long journey could be amazing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of other ideas. I don't really have any other ideas. I like the idea of following it from the villain's point of view instead of the yeah. hero's point of view. Usually when you're watching, like, a superhero movie, I watch too many, I'm so obsessed with Marvel, it's almost always from the superhero's point of view. And it's always you just villain as this completely evil killing machine. And they have no personality, which makes it really, really hard to like the villains, apart from, like, low-key evil people, because everyone likes it. (laughs) Um, You know, and so it, it would be interesting telling it from... A villain's point of view who isn't completely crazy, still is, like, sane, but just has a weird drive to kill people, but then is a normal person as well and has his own issues and problems like everybody else, but as a side thing, murders people. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just as a side thing. Yeah, because, like, when you watch villain origin movies, like The Joker... Which is a good film. Totally grossed me out. Never watching it again. That it was, was okay. It was good. And I really appreciated it. But oh my god. I am so squeamish. Do not watch it if you're squeamish. But um, it was all about him being, 
you know, a very, very mentally ill man, very disturbed. And, you know, that's good. I mean, it's not good, but, like, it's interesting that they're putting it from that perspective. But then you see that happening with every villain perspective. It's always something terrible that's gone wrong in their life. And there's always a heavily tragic backstory and the current trauma and stuff. And it'd just be refreshing to have this, you know, normal person who's just a a bad seed. (laughs) You know, your neighbour, whoever, who you know, actually has a body hiding in his basement, but he would never know because he bakes the best cookies and stuff. (laughs) You would never know because he bakes the best cookies. Yeah. (laughs) Well. So I probably have to refer back to the malicious Pinterest. Yeah. Pinterest is what it is. Yeah, get some weirdly accurate, slightly disturbing writing ideas and prompts. And yeah. I've got, I found a thing on Pinterest, alternatives for 25 overused words in writing. Ooh. Okay. I'll send that to you. Thank Latin you. Latin <laughs> worth knowing, I've got that as well. Oh, wow. I've got quite a few saved from when I was trying to write a book. It didn't work. I am doing something. So, yeah, so that's getting started. That's it for this podcast. Yeah, oh my gosh, we did our first podcast. Woo! I hope everyone likes it. Enjoy. (laughs) If you don't, you don't have to listen. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, if you don't like it, don't listen. Yeah, just just that that that's a you problem. <laughs> I mean, I would yeah. definitely listen to this podcast. I would too. I think you know, listening to my voice and your voice <laughs> for forty three minutes and ten seconds is a very enjoyable way to spend a chunk of time. Lois, hit us with our ending theme tune. Hit us with our ending theme tune. Gonna- Do you want me to just? <laughs> what the try guys do every week is they make up a song but i don't think we're gonna make up a song we're not gonna make up a song we can, we can try you know maybe in later episodes we can get someone to write a song for us you get someone to write a song for us we have a few musical friends musical people write us a song <laughs> yeah anyone want to write us a song yeah that we can play as our little outro well oh, if- I had this idea for song of the week and um you can put in songs to play you out. But you only if you, you only can anchor, but you can't do it on Spotify. Oh uh, yeah. But like you can do it through Spotify if you're a premium member and I am broke, so <laughs> therefore not a premium member. <laughs> well, Clara, so what songs have you been listening to this week that you'd like to What songs have I been listening to this week? I have been listening to a crazy amount of Conan Gray. Uh, I've only listened to his Heather song. I haven't really listened to other song. Heather's good. It's just got overplayed. The rest of the album Kid Crow is just like chef's kiss <laughs> in an album. It's great. Um, Comfort Crowd is a good one. I love Wish You Were Sober. There are quite a few others. It's just every song comes on. I'm like, oh my god, it's this song. I also started listening to um, Beach Bunny. 
today they did a few songs which you might recognize from tiktok but only like 15 seconds and the rest of the song is really good um there's a song that you won't have heard of by them called six weeks which is great i recommend that to you i've been listening to i started listening to bts oh yeah just because oh, they're yeah. like blackpink and bts they're like the two biggest k-pop bands at the moment i think yeah, I love Blackpink. I love Blackpink as well. I've got their album coming out soon, so I'll do a re- oh, I'll do a review yeah. on this for everyone. Oh yeah, but yeah. I've been listening to BTS. I really like their personalities. I think they all have really good personalities, even if I can't recognize all of them yet. Yeah. I'm trying my best. It's yeah, difficult. There's a lot of members. There's like seven. Yeah. Well, anyway, bye bye everybody. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Yeah, we'll see you. Hopefully next week. Don't know when this is going to be like released. Depends Depending how long on... it takes to edit. It might be released soon. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.